Welcome to episode two of the Red Light Tonight podcast. This is your host, Chance. In this episode, we'll be discussing Patong Beach, Thailand, which is a red light district on the island of Phuket in Southeast Asia. First and foremost, I need to remind everybody that we do not support human trafficking of any kind. We do not support underage prostitution and Anything we talk about is between two consenting adults. Also, names have been changed to protect everyone involved. I guess the first and most important thing about a red light district when we talk about are the prices, right? Yeah, you you know, everybody has their own personal budget. You remember in episode one how much uh, a girl was in Antwerp? You said uh, a set price, right? It was 50 euros? Yes. What's the set price? Is there a set price here? No. It seemed like every girl was different. Um, They were willing to negotiate in U.S. dollars. Thai currency is the bot, but since the bot is like 30 bots to one U.S. dollar, if you negotiate in bots... It sounds like you're talking about a lot of money because you'd be talking about, oh, 7,000 baht, 9,000 baht. No. Keep your negotiation simple. Negotiate in U.S. dollars. Okay. So you just said, what's, what's the exchange rate? Do you know? It, it always changes. It always it's changes. usually around 30 to 32 baht for one U.S. dollar. Okay. That's, that's very favorable for Americans. Yes, very fair, favorable for Americans. Everywhere in Thailand, your dollar goes a long way. Anyways, a female prostitute in Thailand, they usually try to charge you about 100 U.S. dollars. It's about 3,000 to 3,200 baht on average. Yeah, I told you, I never negotiated in bots. And I'm not very, I don't really like to sit here and do the math. So I'm just going to keep it in dollars. 100 U.S. dollars, which if you compare it to Antwerp, Antwerp 50 euro, 50 euro is about 60 to 70 dollars. So a girl in Thailand charges about 30 dollars more. But there's more. The girls in Thailand expect to come to your hotel room. Now, if you're like me, I'm cheap. Where do I always like to stay? Hostels. Yeah, I stay in hostels. So you can't bring a prostitute back to a hostel. So you have to have your own hotel. If you don't have your own hotel, there are cheap $25 for an hour hotels there, but they're nasty, man. I went in there once and I was like, okay, from now on, I'm renting my own hotel when I'm in Thailand because this, this is not the business. It was, it was a very sanitary, I'm guessing. Yeah, it wasn't very sanitary. Mm. We didn't use the bed while we were in there. Uh. That's that's uh, that's not nice. I don't know what. A, all right. Well, so girls charge a little bit more. Do are there any other fees involved? Um, I know you mentioned something about drinks or the bar. Okay, so there are two types of uh, prostitutes. Three types of prostitutes that I ran into when I was in Thailand. There's the massage girls that offer the happy endings, which you know it's pretty much what you think. You pay for a massage. And then near the end, they touch you and they ask, do you want extra? Then they ask for, then you ask how much? And usually that was ranging between 40 to 60 bucks more. And that always was just a hand job. And then if 
you wanted more, then they charge you more, they upsell. Like if you really wanted a full service blowjob and sex from a massage girl, it usually ran you about a hundred bucks plus whatever you paid for the massage. The good thing is a massage in Thailand is like about say nine bucks for an hour. Well, and, it, and what do they do during the massage? Is it just a basic rub down? Do they use hot stones? What do they do? I'm curious. Well, no, it's a, it's actually an awesome Thai massage. Or you can do they they'll do a Swedish massage for you. The Thai massage is when the girl is like standing on top of you, sitting on top of you, moving your body and and her body in all these weird positions. But it's a massage. It's not sexual. It's more how do you say more rough than a typical Swedish massage. Swedish massage, you're just massaging the tissues and stuff, which I prefer because I don't like to be twisted in all these different ways. But anyways, in both types of massage, at the end, they, they usually offer the happy ending, unless you're with uh, a significant other. Then they're, they're, more, they're more respectful. They won't offer it. Where it gives to be the streetwalkers, late night streetwalkers. So picture Patong Beach is one giant spring break party, okay? There's bars everywhere. In the bars, people are singing, people are dancing, girls are dancing on the table. The, the street, I think it's Bangla Street, is just crowded with tourists walking up and down the street. Now, at about 2 a.m., everything starts shutting down. And if you didn't pick up a bar girl, or if you don't have a significant other, so you're walking around single, or if you're a group of friends on the street... That's when the streetwalkers come out. And the streetwalkers are targeting you. They're looking at you to see if you're single and they come and offer your services. Now, these girls are usually charging between $70 to $100. And yeah, these girls want to come back to your hotel room. Uh, When I was there, I chose one of these girls my first night. And she came back to my hotel. She charged me $100 US dollars. And I didn't know she was going to do this, but she spent the night. And in the morning, I walked her out of the hotel, walked her to a cab. And uh, yeah, that was a different experience, a different experience than I, than I had anywhere. Yeah, because usually you have your business, she's gone, right? Yeah, and I prefer it that way. Yeah, was it awkward, her staying there, kind of sleeping with you? Uh, no, I mean, I've been, I was married a couple times. Most of my life I've been, most of my adult life I've been married, so... No, that was. It's not unusual for me to sleep next to one. Now, can you go round two if you wanted to, or was, or did you have to pay again? I'm, you know, I'm just curious. <laughs> well, once I was down with round one, done with round one, I, I had no need to go for round two. Okay, not, not even like middle of the night. No. Okay. Plus, like, she wasn't so good that I would have paid for another one. Did you get a spoon? Nah. So you, you guys slept in the same bed, though, right? Yeah, and I have this habit of putting a pillow in between. Okay. Now, uh, what's the third girl? The third girl are the most attractive girls, the most popular girls, the girls working in the bars. So these girls are usually sitting at a bar, dancing on top of the bar, or just hanging out, hanging out around the bar in general. These are the prettiest girls that you'll see in Patong Beach. And when I was there, I chose one of these. And then the second girl kind of had like a bidding war over that I lost. 
Oh, with another customer? Yeah. I guess he was offering more money. Mm, okay. Well, there's always plenty of girls to choose from, I'm guessing, right? The, there wasn't very many uh, for me in Patong Beach. There were, there were plenty of girls to choose from. Way more than there was in Antwerp. But I don't know. I'm Thai myself, but I don't particularly find Thai women very attractive. Why don't you like Thai girls? Thai girls, they, uh, I don't think they have the prettiest faces, man. I know a lot of, a lot of guys like the Asian look, but there are some that have pretty faces, but I think more in general, they, they don't. I, I actually, I, I think I agree with you on that. Um, also, so, also, these Thai girls, a lot of them look way too young. Really? Yeah. Like, you think they they fake their age? They lie about their age? or No, it's Thai people in general. I mean, if you looked at me right now, you wouldn't guess my age because I look younger than what I am. Okay. So, it's, sure. I, it's like that for men and women. Thai girls, a lot of them look like they're 14, 15 when they're really in their mid-20s. Okay. So, yeah, if you're one of those men who like uh, skinny and petite, Thailand is the place for you. Uh, normally I like skinny and petite, but as I said earlier, an Asian woman's face just doesn't do, do it for me. So that's all the three types of girls you could find in um, this area you're talking about, right? Well, there's always the online escorts. And if you go online, you can look for escorts and do your shopping online. But I've, I, never really, uh, I never really do that in foreign countries because I, I don't speak the language. And uh, it's usually easier to negotiate in person. Plus, I'm always scared of being catfished when I shop online. Okay, real quick, Chance. What's the name of the Red Lake District again? It's uh, the Bang La Road. Bang La Road. Yeah, located in uh, Batong Beach on a very popular island of Phuket. Phuket. Okay, so in episode one, you said there's a lot of police presence in Antwerp. What about here? What about in Bangalore Road? Is there is there a lot of police presence? Yes, there is police presence. But Bangalore Road is very crowded. Um, especially in comparison to Antwerp. So I think in Thailand, it's more dangerous. There are scores, lots of pickpockets. You have to be very careful about pickpots on in, uh, in at Patong Beach. As uh, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but one when I went to Patong Beach, I, I brought a friend of mine. We'll call him Caleb. Now, Caleb was there for the same reasons I was there, but he was restricting his fun to just the massage parlors. Anyways, the second night we were there. I had retired to my hotel early. I was done early. <clears throat> I mean, early, I mean like one, about 1 o'clock a.m. He stayed out to about 3, 3.34 a.m. And on his way back, he said he was passing, he was walking up Benglong Road, passing a group of uh, streetwalkers. When the streetwalkers stepped forward and they were asking, begging him, you know, to purchased their services for the night. He said a couple of them had, you know, flirted with him, 
tried to hug him, tried to grope him, which is normal stuff that that happens. That happens in TJ. That happens. It happens when you're around prostitutes and they're trying to solicit their services. Well, anyways, when he gets back to the hotel, Caleb realizes that his wallet and his passport are gone. One of those prostitutes actually had pickpocketed him. And he came knocking on my door, woke me up. He's like, man, this is what happened. I don't know how to get my stuff back. You need to help me out. Now, I'm Thai, but I don't speak Thai. And so I was panicking almost as much as he did, but I decided to go, okay, let's, let's backtrack. Let's go back to the massage parlor. We walked back to the massage parlor. It was closed. He told me about their group of prostitutes. And so we walked to the group of prostitutes, and this, this was a situation I knew could go really bad really fast. Anyways, Caleb pointed at the group of prostitutes, and I went up, and I didn't accuse anybody of pickpocketing. I said, my friend dropped this passport. Does anybody know or his, did anybody see his passport? And I'm speaking all this in English. And one of the girls, she points to a door that leads to like a little flower shop a couple hundred yards away. And she goes, says, go ask Mama-san. So we walked over to Mama-san and Mama-san had his wallet and his passport and she gave it back to us. And then she asked, well, you know, I find these things for you. Maybe you can help me out, $15. And I looked at my, I looked at Caleb and I'm like, dude, you better give her at least $15. Maybe give her 20, 40 bucks and let's get the fuck out of here because this, this is all crazy. And yeah, that's, that's what he did. He gave, her, he gave her $15 and we got out. Later on, I, I asked um, my cousins who actually live in Thailand and they're like, yeah, Mama-san is, the, is those prostitutes' leader. She's basically like a pimp. They call her Mama-san. It's, it's like the Thai version of a pimp. And it's usually like a, an older female lady, like a madam. So they have like kind of like a ring going on, right? Where like they, you know, the ladies pickpocket guys and then they go and turn it in and hopefully expect a tourist to pay them for their troubles for finding their items? Yes. Wow. So it's okay. So it's a little bit more dangerous. You got to be a little bit more on the cautious side when you're going to the Bangalore Road. Yes. Now, alcohol on Bangalore Road is cheap. It's everywhere. People are getting drunk. And that's what these prostitutes are targeting. If, if you're drunk, if you're walking around and you, you look inebriated. Now, me, I'm straight edge. Shout out. You've been around me enough to know that I barely drink. I'll drink half of a margarita or maybe a couple sips of a margarita. I'm good. I don't like being in that state. And uh, that actually benefits me when I visit red light districts. I don't smoke, don't drink. I am always fully aware of what's going on around me. Yeah, That's good. That's good. Yeah, see, I'm not much of a drinker myself either, but I do like, you know, smoking my weed. All right, my boy Chance, I need you to explain the layout. Of the Bangalore Road, it's basically a a walking street, a street where there's no cars. There's a couple motor scooters, but when you drive down the motor scooter at night, people who look at you sideways. And on both sides, there's go-go bars. Go-go bars are outdoor bars, which have women in bikinis or see-through dresses, or just naked women in general, dancing, working around the place. 
And that's where you find the prostitutes and the go-go bars. There are a couple of street walkers, like I said earlier, but most of them are go-go bar workers. Behind the go-go bar- bars, there are nightclubs or there are these things called the ping pong shows, which, which Thailand is very famous for, sex shows. I have never bothered to go and watch a sex show, but it's very interesting when you look at a men- they, what they do. These people are on the street and they're handing you menus of what you can see at the sex show. And I guess you go in there and you pay money and see shows. They're, they're, the most common one is the ping pong show. I don't know what goes on, but... You don't know what's going on in there? You no, were never I, curious? No, no. I'm, like I said, I'm there usually to find a prostitute. Also, when I was in Antwerp, I was having multiple, multiple, multiple girls in a single night. Patong Beach... It's pretty much designed for you to only choose one because you choose one, she goes back to your hotel room, and a lot of times they try to spend the night. That's, that's, that's weird to me. They try like they just try to spend the night and but that but you can't touch her anymore, right? Or I, have you I, tried? Like I said, I in Patong Beach, I was there two nights. I chose I was with four girls. But I only took two back to the hotel. One I did in a massage parlor. One I went to one of those seedy motel, seedy hotels, and then two I took back to the um, the room. One once she was done, she said she wanted to go back to work. And the other one she spent the night, and the one that spent the night, I I didn't bother going going for round two. So there's a possibility that you spend more time with these girls in Bangalore Road. Um, do you at least pass your time talking to them? Do they speak English? Yeah, when you're sitting at the bar in, uh, in at Patong Beach in Thailand in general, they typically want to sit with you in the bar because and we didn't even discuss the the bar fine. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. So the like the bar fine is. A fine that you have to pay the bar to take uh, one of those girls that you meet at the bar home. It's usually 15 US dollars. Uh, also, the girls are required to sell you at least like six drinks. The girl I chose from the bar, she was required to sell me six drinks. Um, well, not sell me. Not sell me six drinks. I had to buy her at least six drinks. And her drinks, I think, were like, like $4 a piece. Okay, I guess so, that's a little bit. So there's a price for the girls and there's a price for the customers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't drinking much myself at all, but uh, I had to buy her at least six drinks. And so that was what? Like that's $24. Four bucks, it's 24 bucks plus the $15 bar fee plus the hotel plus you know, $100. Fees. Yeah. Dang, it adds up. But to answer your original question, these girls speak limited English. Um, also, there's a little fun thing that they do when you're sitting at the bar with them. Since a lot the, the, some of them don't really speak good English at all, they have these little bar games that you play, kind of like tic-tac-toe here, but they're, they're different. There's this dice game where you're trying to roll doubles and stuff. It, it's actually pretty fun. Do people just, do locals just go there to play that, or is that just the people, or there are only people there to look for girls? Uh, I didn't really pay attention to other customers, but I saw a lot of tourists walking around. Couldn't really tell who was local and who wasn't. 
I do know there's a lot of expats there, a lot of Russians, a lot of Americans, um, a lot of Australians, uh, Germans too, um, Indians, but Indians typically prefer Eastern Thailand to Western Thailand. But uh, the conversation between the girls, a lot of them, they'll tell you a sad story and it, it might be made up. Just like guilt you into things? Yeah, they all, I mean, I'm, a lot of these girls are from this place called Isan, Thailand, which is northeastern Thailand, very rural, very poor. And the stereotypical story is a woman grows up in rural northeastern Thailand. She gets pregnant young. Maybe not even pregnant young, but maybe her family is struggling a lot. And she goes off to the big city, Patong Beach, Pattaya, or Pattaya, which is a huge red light district in the eastern part of Thailand. Or they go to Bangkok, the capital, and they become prostitutes. But they tell their parents, they tell their family something different. They tell them they're working as a waitress or they're in the university. And what they'll do is they'll send most of their profits home. Man, so, oh, dang, that's that's interesting. I don't really know what to comment on that, I guess, but I'm glad they're finding ways to help their family out. I'm sure it's hard out there for uh, people in Thailand. Well, yeah, Thailand's, you're making Thailand sound really third world. Thailand is not third world. Thailand is a first world country that's, almost on par with everywhere else in form of technology and their economy. It's certain areas of Thailand that are poor. Just like here in the United States, we have certain areas that are poor. But in Thailand, I guess they let go of their shame and they're willing to do what they need to do. Just like Romania. Most of the prostitutes you find in Europe are from Romania. And that's because they need money. This is their best way to get money. And uh, they're not forced into this by any, by any means, but it's to them, it's a logical reason, a logical, practical way. Of it's just a means to an end, I'm guessing. Dragging their family out of poverty. Yeah. There are some stories in uh, that I've heard amongst the local expats there that you can actually purchase those girls for months at a time. All you have to do is send 500 U.S. back to their family a month and you can have them for a month and they'll they'll call themselves uh their your wife it's not you know like an official marriage but they'll pretend like they're your wife they'll cook they'll clean they will take care of your household whatever you whatever you want they'll do for you is that like the mail order brides here but that's more legal right because they have to get married and all the documents need to be in order right there i'm guessing that's just an agreement between the man and family yeah i don't know anything about male order brides um i don't either i guess it it sounds like that's what it is all right let's take a break to hear from our sponsors red light tonight podcast is brought to you currently by ourselves um we currently have a Patreon page. We would appreciate a donation if you can go to patreon.com 
slash red light tonight, one word. Um, any donations will be towards further production of future episodes. Also, if you have any questions or um, any stories you would like to share, make sure to email us. The email is redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com. Lastly, if you or a group of your friends are interested in visiting the Red Light District in Tijuana near San Diego, you can email us at redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com and maybe we can help you prepare for your journey. Okay, Chats, you mentioned to me that when you were there, you felt like you were at spring break in the middle of November. What is there to do in the city other than visiting the red light district? Well, Putong is a small town on the island of Phuket. Phuket is a huge tourist destination. Uh, family, uh, spring breakers, everyone is welcome on the island, man. There's, there's hundreds of Beautiful, picturesque beaches. Um, there's those Kosamui is nearby. Uh, the Fifi Islands are nearby. These are just make these picturesque islands. The water is warm. It's tropical. It's just like it's like things you would do on a typical vacation island. It's all in Thailand. It's all cheap. There, there's just so much to do there. I, it's kind of. Let's talk about food. You know what? What kind of food can you find there? Not Thai food, obviously. But what you know? What what um? What's the price for Thai food? Uh, probably about half the price. Yeah, uh, a typical Thai dish is about half the price what you pay here. Okay. Other than Thai food, is there anything else you kind of liked you you explored, or is it just mostly Thai food? Well, when I was there, I ate mostly Thai food. But if if Asian food or Thai food isn't your taste, they have the they have KFC there. I think I saw a McDonald's. I don't remember. They have restaurants that serve Italian food. They have restaurants that serve American food. American food is taboo there. Um, you know, it's funny. So I was uh, spending time with a bar girl in Baton Beach, and she asked where I was from, and I said L.A. And she looked at me with like a, a blank stare. Like, where the fuck is LA? And I'm thinking, okay, she doesn't know LA. And I said, California. And she looked at me, just like, still not registering. I mean, that baffled me because you think LA, I think LA is one of the most biggest cities in the world. But here this girl is, she never heard of it. And then so finally I said, Hollywood, Hollywood, you've heard of Hollywood. And she just laughed and said, oh, Rodale Drive, you live on Rodale Drive? And at that point of the conversation, I just wanted it to end. So I was like, yeah, I live right off Rodale Drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. No idea. Yeah, they have, they have no idea about L.A. They have no idea yeah. about... How do you move around Baton Beach? Well, they have tuk-tuks there. Um, they also have cabs. Cabs are like pickup trucks. They have benches in the back of the pickup truck, and you sit on a bench. A tuk-tuk is a... Motorized, um, like a motorcycle taxi. Um, but I personally think the best way is 
that once you arrive in Phuket, you rent your own motor scooter. When I was there, it was like, I think it was like 300 baht a day. Some of them had a special for 250 baht a day. Um, it's very cheap. That comes out to like 15 bucks, 10 bucks a day. And you have a motor scooter, similar to a motorcycle, and you drive yourself everywhere. Hmm. How's the lodging there? Uh, lodging? You mean like hotels and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, well, I was cheap and I stayed in, in ho- I like to stay in hostels, but they have all-inclusive resorts there, man. They have five-star resorts where you have unlimited food, uh, resort-style pools, jacuzzis, infinity pools, the works. They have resorts all over the island of Phuket, which is which is all within a, a few, like 20 minutes motorcycle ride to uh, Batong Beach. What's the island again called? Phuket. Phuket. It's spelled like P-H-U-K-E-T. So when I was growing up, people used to call it fuck it. But it's, it's pronounced Phuket. It's okay. probably the, the number one tourist spot in Thailand. And just how is that? Could you get around this island in just one day? Like, can you see the whole island in one day or is it, is it massive? Yeah, you can see the whole island pretty much in one day. As long as you're on a motor scooter, on a motorcycle. You have to, uh, you have to fly to Phuket. Um, so let's say you come from where I live in LA, you fly to Bangkok and then you just get a smaller flight to Phuket. There's no boating options? Yeah, there's boating options, but I never look into that. Okay. What's the price for our, the airfare from... Um, from LA, okay. before the coronavirus, <laughs> uh, before COVID-19, the price was running me about 550 between 500 and 550 to get the Bangkok round trip. And from Bangkok to Patong, it's about 100 bucks round trip. That's, that's decent. So one thing I do want to uh, warn warn potential first-time travelers there, that Thailand's near the equator. It's a tropical climate. So when you get off the plane, you're going to be hit with a blast of humidity that you might have never felt before, especially if you're from L.A. or New York. The, the humidity there is no joke. It's not quite like Texas, Texas because it's not hot like Texas, but you will be sweating. No need to be dressed uh, for winter when you're in Thailand. Even when it rains, it's still hot. What was the last time you went to Thailand, Chance? The last time I went was uh, September 2018. I had plans to go this year in 2020, but because of COVID-19, all my travel plans have been uh, put on hiatus right now. Besides the girls, um, do, the, do, the, do a lot of the locals speak English? You know, how are they towards you? Thai people are known for being overly friendly, and that's the truth. They are overly friendly, but not a lot of them uh, speak English. There's always one or two that they'll signal to come around to help translate. And usually with hand gestures, you can get what you want, what you need, especially if you're at a restaurant or a hotel. But the people are friendly in general. 
Now, before we wrap this uh, episode of Patong Beach up, I want to do mention one thing. As far as your lodging, your transportation, your food goes, all of that is much cheaper than anywhere you will find in Europe. So while in Europe you're not spending as much on the girl, the trip to Europe will ultimately be more expensive because you're going to have to buy food. You're going to have to find a place to sleep every night. Transportation is so much cheaper in Thailand. So let's say you want to take a vacation and maybe one night you want to have some red light fun. I would suggest going to Thailand over Europe, especially if you like uh, tropical beaches. Now, I think this is uh, going to conclude our Patong Beach uh, section of this podcast. Uh, at the end of this podcast, I want to remind everyone that we don't believe in human trafficking. We don't believe in underage prostitution. Everything was between two consenting adults. Of course, we changed all names to protect everyone. And uh, from here on out, we're going to be talking about... What, what do you want to talk about today, Shadow? You want to talk about the Astros? Do you yeah, want to talk about Corona? It's a pandemic now. Can you believe that, Shadow? Yeah, I've never experienced anything like this in my... You know, my 35 years in, of, in this planet. Well, obviously no one has. I mean, I guess we experienced it in movies. Yeah, but, you know, I've, I've had conversations with family where I guess it's, it has nothing to do with a pandemic. But, uh, you know, my sisters are older and they said that, they, you know, they've gone through, uh, you know, natural disasters where, you know, the stores are very similar, where people are clearing the shelves and, you know, people are kind of preparing and kind of, uh, you know, scared in a sense um but you're right not nothing ever as far as this pandemic but i just think how the world is reacting is what i'm talking about you know as if you referred to tong beach i mean they were one of the places affected by that 2004 tsunami that destroyed sri lanka and southern india and indonesia and southwestern thailand where patong beach is located now, Patong Beach, is, uh, they built it up, and you can't even tell anymore. But, yeah, that was one of the hardest-hit hardest places. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I had no idea. Well, you know, that's well, at least, you know, we know that with whatever happens, you know, mankind always finds a way to move forward and, you know, fix whatever happens. So on today's date, May 16, 2020, are you doing anything uh, with your family to help prevent the spread of this virus? Well, we're just staying indoors mostly. Uh, we're making sure we wash our hands. Uh, me and my wife sanitized everything. We did a really deep clean all around the house. Um, we stocked up on our essentials. Um, gladly, uh, we I mean uh, we were gladly we were able to get toilet paper. You know, I never thought I would be happy to see a shipment of toilet paper coming in, but I was happy about that. But you know, we just just. Just, you know, just try to limit contact really is what we're we're doing. Yeah, my uh, my family had a bidet installed a few years ago. Not not thinking about a pandemic. It's just we, we like the feeling. You like the feeling. Okay. You know, funny enough, uh, I was actually scrolling last night and I'm in a I'm in a lot of groups on Facebook and they uh Mr. Popular, huh? Uh yeah, I am. I'm pretty popular. I'm but only I'll, invited to what, two or three of your groups? 
No, no, no. Those are chats. I'm talking about Facebook groups. I'm t- like, uh, for example, I'm in a plumbers group where we, you know, everybody Why discusses plumbing. Why would you be in issues. a plumbers group? Well, I own a house, so you know, I, I, I like doing things on my own. So I go there to advice when I need to do something with plumbing. So this guy actually said, "Hey, you know what? You guys are, you know, people in California, you're struggling with finding toilet paper. I got a solution." He said, "Go down to your Home Depot." Get yourself a Y-piece adapter, connect that where your toilet's connected, run a hose to it, and get, you know, just get like a regular little nozzle. And, you know, you got a bidet for less than $10. Hey, a word of advice to you guys. Please, if you're going to, if you're in this situation where you run out of toilet paper, which I, I just can't foresee very many people in this situation, even with this situation we're in. Don't use a regular napkin. You don't want to irritate that area. If you get a cut down there, it's very hard to heal. Yeah. Also, you know, napkins and paper towels, it's very tough. Very for rough. It. No. Just take a shower. Take a shower is better, but I was going to go with the plumbing, actually. With the bidet. Um, but, okay, but like some people are taking dumps before getting this plumbing done, man. What are they going to do if they have no toilet paper? Just take a shower. Yeah, I agree. But, like I was trying to say, is if you use paper towels or napkins, do not flush them down the toilet because it actually really damages our plumbing and it could actually cause more damage down the road. So, for my family, we have decided to isolate anybody with health problems and anybody older than, uh, than 50. And when I mean isolate, we mean isolate it from us. So, me and my children... We're not spending any time with grandma. Grandma's been isolated. Grandpa's been isolated separately, of course. You know, divorced families go. And uh, they're, they're not, they're isolated from everybody because we're not taking any chances. Yeah, same thing here. Um, my mom's not very happy about it, but I told her it's better to be on the safe side. Um, she loves seeing her grandkids. But again, I told her, um, if you love seeing your grandkids, let's make sure, you know, we're safe because, you know, once this passes, it could all go back to normal. You know, if she gets sick, it could cause more damage. Hopefully by the time you hear this, this pandemic has gone, uh, subsided, gone down. Yeah, but it's right less now. panicky. But right now, Monday, March 16th, it's pretty severe. Hey, at least, uh, well, I don't want to prep it in anybody's face but at least uh, you know i'm out of work for a while but my job is going to uh, pay me so yeah that must be nice i'm not getting paid but it's all good we'll find ways we always find ways <laughs>